Hi, Dallin. Hey, Kara. So welcome back to this Foga podcast, everybody. Yeah. We are going to talk about social media. Yes, yes, we are. Social media. Dallin, you got to define it. What all counts under that blanket of social media? Well, I, I, I booted up the Google machine and I Googled social media. And it, social media okay. encompasses a wide range of websites and apps. Some like Twitter. Oh, and then it goes on. Yeah, but okay. So, so it makes me think of sharing content with each other. Yes. Yeah. So it makes me think of Facebook. <clears throat> it makes me think of Twitter. It makes me think of Snapchat. Yeah. It makes me think of Instagram. It makes me think of TikTok. It makes me think of what am I missing? I I mean that's that's most of them. I think that's all. I mean YouTube <laughs> is a form of social media, YouTube. right? Um Ooh, okay. Yeah. LinkedIn is another one. LinkedIn. Oh, like a sort of the business end yeah. of it. Yeah. Back in the day, I had MySpace. Well, I was just going to say like Maybe neither of us are the ones to really give you a comprehensive list on social media because I don't think True. either of us are big social media people. And I think okay, both of so, us are not social media people intentionally. Right. Right? Okay, so this is what I think is super interesting about us doing this episode because, <laughs> well, first I do think it matters that there's, a, <clears throat> there's enough of an age difference between Dallin and me that we are in different generations because we have about a 13-year difference. So I'm Generation X. I'm 42. <clears throat> Dallin would technically, I believe, be a millennial, right? I am. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm like, and then you are 29? I'm 29, yep. Yeah. So we're not we're even in different decades of life. Like Dallin could still say he's in his 20s and I'm in my 40s. And yet, we share a similar perspective about social media, which I think is very unique. Um you know, and another thing I think that's relevant for our listeners, our many many listeners is that we know that our students are very 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 tied in with social media. Of all, they make fun of Facebook, and yet they still use it. I've noticed. Yeah. Oh yeah, they definitely so Dallin, use Facebook. We we are very conscientiously both of us not on social media. I have TikTok, which I don't contribute to. I just enjoy watching <laughs> musical performances. <laughs> but neither one of us posts anything to anywhere. Right. And so I, you have a Facebook, right? Like there exists a Facebook in your name somewhere. Yeah. And I do yep. too. I deact. So I had, I had had Facebook in college cause everyone had Facebook in college and I, mm-hmm. and I, I even posted to it occasionally. I was a light Facebook user, but I had Facebook enough that I like right. checked it regularly. And then I just like, I just felt that it wasn't doing anything for me. Like the main thing I would do is I would get on and I had, you know, friends that would post dumb stuff. And I, so I would like get on, scroll through some dumb stuff, roll my eyes, not <laughs> like, not like the things that my friends were posting and then X out and be like, well, that whole yeah. experience sucked. So finally I deleted <laughs> Facebook in college, like deleted it, didn't disable it, deleted yep. it. And I, I still remember cause I had it on my, on like, um, my favorites bar across the top. I would like mouse yes. over to where Facebook used to be. There would be no Facebook there. 
and I would feel a feeling of joy. It made me happy. I'm like, oh yeah, it's ah. gone. I, there's nothing to check there anymore. But then I moved to Washington, D.C. This was back in... So then you're away from friends and family that you know. Well, it was actually when I moved back because I'm like, do you know what? Maybe it'll be good to like keep in touch with people um, that I had left right. in Washington, D.C. And so I yep. created a new account and then I had Facebook again for a while. And of course, I didn't use it to keep in touch with people. And then I deactivated it. So it's deactivated. So, but it still exists. So then why no Twitter or Insta or Snapchat for you? Honestly, because they feel a little like Facebook, I would say. You yeah. know, like, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's kind of the long and short of it. Like, I know that they're different. I know that each has their own kind of spin on things and their own things to offer. Right. But ultimately, like, I think that it just invites a lot of getting the thoughts of people whose thoughts you don't need, comparing yep. your life to people whose life you don't yep. need to be comparing to. And, yep. and even just like the ease of access, you know, like yeah. there's a lot of relationships that are far better enjoyed from a distance like yeah. i'm thinking here of my family my uncles and cousins they're all on facebook yeah. and right i love seeing them once every few years yep but more than that is too much yeah <laughs> you're yeah and it and also i think what bothers me about I what you're saying listen to this oh man i love you well, all i love every single what? one of you and i wish i could see you more in person oh man that that part's going to have to get edited out so that Dallin's not disowned by his family. <laughs> um, I feel like, too, what people post is so inauthentic. And that... Uh, I was definitely experiencing the thing with Facebook where... Oh, good. They went on an amazing vacation to the beach. Oh, good. Their family wore outfits that matched and were gorgeous by a tree. Like, I was having that Facebook envy of everybody's life. Even though all you post is either super, super good and then I, I feel like crap about my life. Or you are drama and then there's that person either way it was creating i mean facebook depression is a thing so as a therapist i can say that that's a thing that i could be called to treat because it is oh, so much of people posting what is so positive but it's not a real image nobody has something perfect everybody has downfalls in their life and you might not see that on facebook that's or any, true. any social media. Yeah, people are only going to post the positive things generally. Or alternatively, um, people might post when they're angry, right? Like you might get yeah. some of those angry posts and everything sucks post and this is so stupid post. But what you're not going to get is kind of a, a snapshot of, of just regular life. Right, yeah, it's, exactly. It's going to be a high or a low for sure. And I, I kept justifying, like, I think a lot of people do where it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm originally from Wyoming. And so I don't get to see those people that much. And, you know, now my parents live in Arizona and my cousins are kind of scattered and um, all of that. And I have kids and the people I know have kids and, oh, I want to see everybody's kids. But then I remember my oldest daughter, I forget how old she was, but she said something like, 
I think I, I think I was just talking to myself. I'm like, why am I spending too much time on Facebook? And my oldest daughter, Mariana, she was like, why don't you just write those people a letter? I'm like, well, cause I don't really know most of their addresses. And then I was thinking, well, then I guess I don't care that much. Like if I can't <laughs> even figure, I'm, I'm telling myself a story. Oh, I care so much. I need to see these pictures and they want to see my pictures. But then she had a good point. I don't even know how to write them a letter cause I don't know their addresses. So really how much do I really care? Right. It's a way to keep in touch with people you don't really care to keep in touch with. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, then good point. I think she was like eight or nine. I'm like, okay, nine year old. Yeah. You're right. Right. Well, and if I really so, cared. So I'm a little bit afraid right now, though, Kara, that this um, that this whole podcast is going to be relatively anti-social anti media, media yeah. as we've both proven that we are relatively anti-social media. Yeah. I Fair. think that so I was. I was just contemplating this actually just today is that I wonder because obviously social media gets blamed for a lot of disinformation and things, which is, which is absolutely accurate. But I was just wondering though, like on the whole, I wonder if social media has been better for society than it's given credit for. Because I feel like the ability to um, yeah. to communicate things, right? The ability to right. post injustices and the ability to 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 um, mobilize people that you that agree with you that Create aren't necessarily awareness. in your immediate vicinity <clears throat> mm-hmm. and to find um, community. I feel like I feel like these are things that really didn't right. exist before social media and now right. we just take them for granted as things but I don't think that we always acknowledge that they are and in the time of quarantine of it was often in somebody's only way to still be able to reach out to somebody else right so I mean yeah I definitely yeah definitely oh go ahead so there's Oh, no. So so I was just saying, like, there is, like, I don't, I think there just is some very pro-social potential to social media. And honestly, f- for myself, it's not enough that mm-hmm. I want to, like, dive into social media and engage yeah. on social media a lot. But at the same time... With with, with with all the pros and cons notwithstanding, I just I just kind of wonder if for society, like I don't think if I had the power to snap my fingers and have there not be social media, that is not a thing I would do. I, would I don't not know. Snap my fingers I haven't and thought about that. Well, yes, I have. I don't know. May I don't know. That's hard. I don't want to seem like the Unabomber, <laughs> but sometimes in my head I worry that I'm. A little, like, just, like, two steps away from the shack in Montana, but I'm kidding. Um. Uh, see, more sections we just got added out? No, I don't, I'm this. just kidding, because I know he did horrible things. I just mean, like, sort of that kind of hearkening back to, like, a time where it's not so much, elect- life isn't so based in electronics, especially human interaction, um, but I mean, in my brain, I'd be happy going back to like villages and, you know, we all had way more kept in touch with each other and, you know, had real community. 
But I guess that's what people are trying to create on social media. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you know, the studies show that, you know, 50 years ago, yeah. people had two or three close friends, whereas nowadays most people don't even have necessarily one close friend, or maybe they have one. But, like, it, it, it has taken a toll yeah. on our close friendships because now that now if you can have 500 Mm -hmm. 500 um sort of friends yeah then in in our minds somehow um that is that could seem preferable the bummer of it is the therapist in me is like but i also know that um you know depression and anxiety are up not even just quarantine just in general lately part of it i know is that we all work too much especially in america we work a lot of hours um but also i think that that basic isolation is doing it because even if you have like you're saying you might have like 500 likes you might have like 2000 social media friends but you're missing that real connection that you're saying like at least like a one or two person closeness that actually does work to help push away feelings of anxiety and depression. Yeah. Cause we're social critters, Dallin. Yeah, it's true. We need connection. And again, like you said, in times of shutdown and quarantine and everything like, um, the role of social media becomes more prominent and arguably more important than ever. What do you think the, so our let's talk about our students and social media because teenagers and social media is oh that's a tough one on one hand it really is their world they are interacting that way they are living this whole other life online they're being these entirely different people online which is fascinating and a little bit scary but i'm always thinking well, maybe I'm just scared because I'm old. Like, maybe that's where I see those generational differences where I'm like, it's not my world. So I just don't understand it. Yeah. I, I mean, you have more engagement with that, with just the mental health side of our students in general. So it makes sense that you would also see more of an influence of social media. Right. Because the glimpses of social media that I get from my kids are really negligible they don't usually come up when we're talking about math or science Uh, yeah but but yeah i do have the impression that it is kind of a whole like just a whole other life that is going on on the side which what's interesting so that can be positives and negatives but i have a an interesting thought we have a student and this person when we interact with this person this person tends to be very kind of out of it and not engaging all that much in a conversation face to face but i've seen this person's posts on social media because another student will show me cuz a lot of times the reason they'll show me stuff is that they're like you know i'm so mad or i'm so sad or this this drama happened and <clears throat> what this person posted kind of blew my mind because all of a sudden this student came across very feeling and thoughtful and almost philosophical And it's like, oh, my gosh, Mm. this is not the person that I've had, like, you know, a year and a half's worth of face-to-face. I've never had a face-to-face conversation with this person like this. But online, it's like this person's kind of a poet. Like, I have to say, I was impressed, but it's so different. 
That is interesting. Wait till we're this not is... um, recording and I tell you who it was. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, definitely. You'll be Do like, you know what? what? Okay, so there's... There's... the per- Okay, so this is interesting, though, because the person there's a person in my life that is that way, that um, when you talk to them, they're fine, but if you read their writing, it's like beautiful like it's very formal it's very cogent it's very like it's eloquent like it's impressive but do you know who that person is who it's my grandpa my grandpa he um was a college professor of of history oh cool and um and you know i mean admittedly i i i haven't had very many deep conversations with my grandpa where he might have um Where he might have been that eloquent, but if you read anything that he's written, it's, like, good. That's like awesome. Like, he's a good writer yeah. in there. And that's a side of him that I don't see. So, it, But it's interesting to me because, obviously, I mean, he has never been a user of social media. He's right. old. Yeah. Um. So so just the, that phenomenon that happens with this student is a phenomenon that has existed before. Yeah, there's I guess this, is the moral of that story. Right, and there's this freedom in the writing. And plus... There's the freedom too, about being <clears throat> behind at the you know at the keyboard <clears throat> or back in the day at the typewriter or there is a freedom there, um, but that leads to one of our biggest cons, which would be because of that anonymity, people can be truly awful. I mean, students can put things out on social media to just just with the goal of just destroying another person's self-esteem and you know everything yeah i mean honestly i feel like this this particular aspect of social media could really be a whole podcast in itself because what we're talking about is just the things that people are willing to do when they're anonymous right right? when they no longer have consequences for their actions yep and it's not face-to-face um yeah, then you see a lot of these things that would not fly in polite society, right? right? Things like misogyny and racism and just hate. Right. That like that exist in society but they're necessarily buried because people want to function in society. Yeah. But soon as they're online, soon as they can do it anonymously, then all of this terrible stuff just kind of comes comes out. Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean <laughs> I was I was even just because I'm kind of so used to those stories. That's what I was almost like when we asked for feedback, I was just like getting myself ready. Like, you know what? It could it could be bad. People people will say whatever they want. Just be ready, which is so bizarre. Like you hear stories of people on YouTube and then the comments are awful and they have to right. report everybody. Never read the comments. They say I was like having imaginary fights in my head like, oh, yeah, well, at least I well, tried to produce something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What have you ever done with your life? What have you ever done oh. with your life? Random stranger. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty lame. Oh, wait, what? You're a neurosurgeon. Oh, oh, wait. How many lives have you saved? Oh, oh shoot. Well, whatever. <laughs> oh, you also have a podcast. Oh, <laughs> it's going so bad. Um, I right. thinking about internal and external reward. Do you want to talk about that? Ooh, 
Why don't you talk about it? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, no, but this is good. I like this. Well, so what kind of goes out the window with social media or is encouraged to go out the window is this idea that I, I'm smart because I know that I'm smart. I feel good about myself because I know that inside I feel good about myself. I know that I am kind because I, 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 inside I track myself for being kind and hardworking and smart or, you know what I mean? Like, so I don't need to be, as an adult, I've learned how to have that kind of self-esteem where I can make myself feel good about myself. The problem that can happen with social media is you're constantly waiting for this external reward. You're constantly waiting for this pat on the head. And I, something that irritates me is people say, oh, everyone gets a reward now. Everybody gets a participation medal. I don't care about that. It's like, go ahead. That's fine. But the problem I have is I. it's better that the person learns to value their qualities and their and their uh, better attributes. Um, what the good things that are part of of the good parts of you. It's good to learn. And our high school students is a great middle school. I think is where it really is a great time to start because they start to get so self aware in adolescence that it's like that's awesome. So when I do social emotional teaching, because I do a course at our school for social emotional learning. It's a lot about who are you and how do you value that? And when you don't value something about yourself, what what changes can you make to where you value that more? And what kinds of things do you value? Do you value working hard or do you value family time more? If it's family time, well then yay, let's have let's help you focus that. If it's if it's more about work, okay, then let's get you, you know, but it's about versus that idea of you won a thing, tons of likes. You changed your makeup, tons of likes. You, you know, I don't know. You did some external right. thing and now a bunch of people are going to tell you how you feel about yourself. That's not a good slope to right. be throwing our kids down, I don't yeah. think. Right. So what, so what I'm hearing you saying is, oh, that, <laughs> is that you find that kids have... More, more of an an external sense of self worth mm-hmm. rather than a more internal sense of self worth, yep. and it would be preferable if they could base their if they could have more of an internal sense of self worth rather than depending on everyone else to yeah. to tell them their value. It would serve them better. And the other thing too is like when you were talking about how there can be a, a plus side to social media. I was thinking about that today too, because I knew we were going to talk about this. And I was thinking that it can be great if you're taught how to use it well. And if a person mm-hmm. is working on their own mental, their own self-esteem, and they're not being sh- thrust into social media with a bad sense of self, then, you know, then they maybe won't use it badly maybe they can use it for the good stuff but if you're you know if you're social media and you already don't feel great about yourself probably because maybe you're young and you're still learning how to appreciate yourself then i would recommend maybe don't use social media until you've got a little more maturity Um, and then also i guess another message i would have for parents is watch what you're modeling because I can complain about my students being on social media, but not when my parents are on it just as much. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I think that, <clears throat> right. I think that 
it's easier to say that parents you should model proper social media behavior and and all the rest than it is to say that kids shouldn't be on social media until a certain age because i mean our kids are in high school some of them are probably okay with social media and a lot of them that's true but that ship has sailed they're already on it now I'm looking at our um, at our list here, and it looks like you have listed some sort of strategies yeah. that might be useful to adults and students alike for um, ways to do it. Ultimately, when it comes to any type of thing that can become addictive, and social media can absolutely become addictive, um, and that can that can be a whole separate thing. I can that you know. Talk to me. And actually, I have an electronics addictions group every Friday at one, I think. Anyway, but um, the best way to manage over usage of anything is to start with the idea of cutting back versus cutting out. Because like you said, like if they're already coming to us, they're already in social media, then it's not... Be like me and Dallin and get off all social media. That's probably too extreme for a lot of people. But it's easier to step forward and say, how about let's cut back. Let's go from you do this many hours. And it's so great. The phones track it now. You're doing this many hours. Let's cut back to this many hours. Let's try that. And even then, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say that. I don't want to tell people to cut back. Like yeah. honestly, if you're doing an appropriate amount, then keep doing it. That's fine. I wouldn't even put it that strongly. But yeah. what I would say is maybe examine like the role that social media has in your life, and give it only right the amount of time and energy for which it is beneficial yep. to you. And find yeah. a way not yeah, to I let think it's a really go good way beyond to that as it is prone to doing. I Like you said, I never deactivated my Facebook. And my my youngest daughter, there's a the Facebook Messenger. They have a kid Facebook Messenger so that, like, you, you know, a parent can see everything that's being said. And it's got cute little pictures and whatever. Because my daughter's nine and she wanted to talk to her little friend. And it's been, you know, they, before they could go back to school and COVID and all that. And so she was feeling lonely and they're like oh well there's this facebook kids messenger but the problem was i had to reactivate my or had to get back on my facebook so that i could make the kids messenger work and sure enough the other night i just like you know what i'm just gonna open facebook i'm just gonna see and it's like oh my gosh like one friend was all of a sudden married to someone else and i it i was quickly sucked in in a not great way. Like you're saying, like if I examine what happened to my head in that half hour, it wasn't good. It was like, no, this is not a thing I can use. I just can't handle this. But right. yeah, you're right. Stop and examine. Right. Yep. And so I think, yeah, just examine what the role is in your life. And Kara, you right. put some strategies here for... um for just kind of limiting Facebook use or yep. rather maybe just allowing for some designated times in the day social media. that are designated for, and I said Facebook, but I meant social media. There yep. are some times in the day that are just designated non-social media times. Another piece of that subtopic is we have a lot of students who are not getting sleep. And when I ask them if they're up all night playing video games, sometimes they say yes. 
And when I ask them if they're up all night on social media, then the other half says yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and... Oh, yes. we don't want to get into that, but I was and saying now nowadays there's... It's all sliding downhill. But you can... So some strategies would be you can turn the internet off in Boom. your house at a certain yeah. time. Which honestly isn't bad for anybody. Like then the whole family no longer has internet access like after 10, say. And I know that you can like work through Xfinity for that or um, Nextlight or whatever. You can like set it up with the internet stuff. Um, something I've heard a lot of families do is they all dock their phones for the night. And so they're all placed in a... And, and then you're kind of showing solidarity where it's like, I'm not just taking this phone from you. I'm putting mine up too. So as a family, we have docked the phones for the night and now we could play board games. Yeah. Well, or even like, just like no phones around the dinner table, like some things like this where, where just make some spaces in your day where it's okay not to be connected to the outside world. You know, what's kind of cool. Actually, I did, before I came to Svogan, I was just doing uh, therapy therapy. I had a couple teenagers as clients who specifically were just sick of it. They were actually sick of social media. They were sick of the way people acted online. Um, They were kind of done. And it would surprise me because they were at the, I think one was 17, one was 16. And they, they didn't know each other, but it was just this random thing that both of them were like, I just don't want to do it anymore. It's, I don't like it. I want to, they want to hang out. They want to go see their friends. This was before quarantine, of course. Um, But it's, it's, I think it's a mistake to just assume a lot of teenagers are on it, but they're not all, like you said, you have to examine your own usage and they're not all necessarily abusing it. Oh yeah, definitely. No, I, I, I don't think that they're all abusing it or that, or that there's not some benefits to be gained from using it. Well, and like we were saying, yeah. like marginalized communities that otherwise would have hard, yeah. a hard time finding people that they, yeah. um, you know, finding finding people that they want to associate with and whatnot. Like it's great for that. It it really is a great way to find communities sometimes. And then I'm just always gonna. I sure do like TikTok. <laughs> That's true. Well, and even like, again, I, I, I haven't been on TikTok, but I've, I've been shown some TikToks and, and I actually am also just really impressed by the creativity of a lot of them. Like some of these kids are doing really like clever, hilarious, like intelligent things yeah. that, yep. that, um, things that if yep. I thought of to do in a video, yeah. I would be pretty impressed yes. with myself. I would be like, man... I'm 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 a hilarious I'm a comic genius and these kids these high school age students are putting this up there and that's pretty impressive it is as a showcase for that creativity well and and there's another thing too yeah. is that social media is a very broad category yeah. that includes such diverse things as Facebook and TikTok and so there's no reason to suppose yeah, that that's true. current or future social media. Yeah. And even on like Twitter, I think there can be um like I like 
authors and sometimes they post interesting I mean I don't have Twitter but I see things that it's like well if I had Twitter that would have been interesting <laughs> right well or just the fact that Twitter now for better or worse has become a tool yeah. of political That's discourse right you have prominent people posting to Twitter and for that reason alone um, I think that in some capacities yeah. it's it, it, it might almost be viewed as irresponsible right. to say as I do right that I don't have Twitter and I don't want Twitter and I don't want yeah. to engage on Twitter when that's a legitimate platform where genuinely Something in important us, Dallin, things are happening. I know. We're still both... I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's... I don't know. I don't know why we're like... Maybe part of us is just like secretly a bit contrarian and this is how we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, this is how we're doing it. I mean, just at the very base level, like it does feel like work. You, you get on social media, then you have to decide if you're going to post or not. Then you have to connect with yeah. people, right? You have to go through your list of people that you like or that you yep. know or that you wish you knew and connect with them. And then you have to cultivate your, your interactions. Yep. <laughs> and some, like it's, it is, it is, it's taking on a lot. Um. I, and, and and that alone, and I'm not saying that that's necessarily a reason, like the only reason that I don't have social media, but honestly, it's one of yeah. them. Yes. And I just hate the inauthenticity. That's hard for me because I'm a big fan of interacting with people in real ways. And I love something I love about my job, about being a therapist, is that I love talking about the things that you don't talk about in private or in in. Um, the things you don't talk about in polite society. Like, I don't like small talk mm. very much. And so I love my job because I can talk about real things all day long. And it bugs me that social media is sometimes like non-real things, not getting to the real heart of a person sometimes, but it's, it can so easily just be this mask. And I just, I just don't enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's very true. I think that that's a good way to put it is that is that often social media encourages people to to wear a mask, yeah. to just kind of glaze over everything. Everything's perfect. Everything's fine. And then, of course, it makes the other people on social media compare yep. themselves to these kind of fictional mm -hmm. ideals and then um, become discontent yeah. with their own non-fictional yeah. life. Yeah, I'm like, I want that stupid vacation to the beach. <laughs> and it seems like yeah. everyone... Everyone's going yeah. on beach vacations but Everyone me. but me. I'm it's landlocked. <laughs> it's true. Beach vacations are, are up yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> up there in the Facebook. It's, it's very easy, not just for us, but for anyone to come down on pro or right. anti right like social media is great and it has changed the world for the for the common people and that's all good yeah. and it promotes connection or else it's the worst thing in the world and it's making everyone yeah. depressed and i think that we um i don't know i think that we've explored it a little bit i know sure. that i don't know it's like i feel more at peace about the topic but it still hasn't changed my mind <laughs> That's okay. No, no, me neither. <laughs> that's okay, though. I think that's... But you know what? That is ultimately good communication. Like, we can... We can l understand the other side of something, and it doesn't mean that 
we just have to change our minds. Right. <laughs> it might yeah, have been more fun if sure. we disagreed with each other and like we really like found a super social media person. Right. Maybe we should structure these a little bit more like debates. Like you, you could take one side and I could take another side. Oh, we could do that. Just, just have it out. Oh, we could totally do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we would have fun think, with that. Think about yeah. it. But I think this was good. Maybe. I'm... Although I do, I do like, I do also just like turning things over like we have been and kind of exploring yeah. them. Just kind of looking at And if at I it. had to take one side, I would, I would kind of miss that. I aspect. agree. No, I think we, I'm proud of us because I'm like, oh man, this is going to be so lame because we don't have social media, but it wasn't lame at all. We tried. I think all of our 10 million listeners are going to be super happy with the outcome. I, I hope so. I, I do hope so. Awesome. Okay, Dallin, do you want me to tell you what our episode, next episode is going to be about? Sure. Next time, we are going to be talking about mental right. health. Mental health, that's your wheelhouse. Yay. That's my wheelhouse. That's my world. And specifically, how it happens with families and teenagers. Okay. All right. Yeah, that sounds like, a, that sounds like it's going to be very interesting. Well, I'm glad you think so, because it's one of, since it's my career, it's one of those things I could just talk about mental health till forever. <laughs> and I, of course, I have way too many opinions about it because I've seen a whole right. lot of yeah, no, I'm whole I am very stuff. interested. I'm very interested. Oh, cool. Oh, we can do it. <laughs> oh, we got it. We got this. All right, Dallin. So everybody out there, we now have a feedback form on the Svoga website. So if you go there, you can put in your feedback for the Svoga podcast on the feedback form. And then it's an easy way to give us all your awesome non-trolling feedback. Yeah. Uh-huh. Social yeah, media Yeah, feel free reference. to use it. That's St. Vrain <laughs> Online Global Academy, which is a school in St. Vrain Valley School District. Um, so if you Google some combination of all those words, eventually you should get to our website. And this podcast right now is on the front page on the right-hand side. And right below the little, um, right below the picture in the podcast link is a feedback form that you can use to give us feedback. Yay. So there, there you go. go. All right, y'all. Thank you for listening. Yeah. All, all five billion of you. <laughs> Just wishful thinking. I like how you're going up though. Every time you say a number. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's like as we talk, yeah, more just people, people are, are tuning it's in. Like it's yeah, taking they're, the... they're they're gathering yeah. the neighbors together. Like, hey guys, listen to this. Yeah, we're starting a revolution. <laughs> exactly. <It's>, yeah. <coughs> or they're all on social media saying, "Hey, yeah, listen exactly. to this," which is a great way to spread um, spread quality podcasting such as this. Amen. But then we'd have to be nice to social media. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's our. our... <laughs> Anyway, right. it's been real, y'all. All right, Dallin. It's been Peace real, out. y'all. Peace out. <laughs>